This is a podcast for Functional Ecology, a British Ecological Society publication. Well, hello, I'm Ken Thompson, and I'm one of the senior editors of uh, Functional Ecology. And I'm talking this morning to um, Emma Sayer, who is our uh, review editor at the journal. And Emma has written a guide to writing reviews, which I think has emerged very much from her experiences as review editor. So uh, I'm going to start by asking Emma, um, why did you why did you decide to write this this guide? Um, well, I think after about the first six months, maybe of working as reviews editor, um, I realised that I could I could. I could spot a good review even if it was completely outside of my own subject area and I knew nothing about the content of the review. And I also started to see common patterns in review papers that weren't quite up to our standard or common common issues, if you like, um, that, that made review papers less exciting to read or less interesting. Um, and And that really got me thinking about how difficult it is to write a really good review paper and um and and to start thinking about how to provide more guidance for authors um on on what we want and 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 what makes a good review paper okay and i've uh, i've i've read the i've read your guide which is going to be in, in the journal and on our website shortly um and it specifically says this is about um, what you call synthetic or integrative reviews. So, can you tell me what you what you mean by that? Um, well, I think so. I think there's a, there's a bit of a misconception about about some literature reviews because because as students we're sort of we're taught to write a literature review as a summary of the literature because we we need to demonstrate our knowledge of the subject area. And that's that's all very well and good, but um, and and even a summary of the literature can be very useful for people who want to get a nice overview of the subject area. But a synthetic or an in- integrative review really starts to pull things together um, to to demonstrate something new. So it's it's looking for patterns that emerge out of the 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 literature. Um, it's looking for for I don't know common. Um, common things that are identified across many different papers or pulling together the literature to identify a knowledge gap so it's 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 kind of the sum of uh, more than the sum of parts it's the the, the it pulling things together um, um, to synthesize knowledge rather than just summarize it and in that way provide something new for the reader okay so there is a there is a place, is there, for a summary? I mean, just putting together everything there is on a subject. Well, I guess if you want to write a monograph um, or a book, a uh, textbook, then that that's where I would probably put a summary. Um, I think for review papers now, more and more journals, and especially the BS journals, um, really want something to emerge out of the review. It can't just be a summary. It has to go beyond an overview of a subject area or a summary of of the literature on on a particular topic and it it really has to um, give us something new show a way forward stimulate further research basically okay so i suppose these days 
um, with with all the stuff there is online, it's very easy actually just to pull out everything there is on a subject. Um, you know, a huge long list of papers. So in fact, that's that's not as much use as it used to be. And really, you have to add value now. Yeah, I think I think the well, the I make quite a big point of this added value um, in the the guide that I've written in the article I've written. It's it's actually it's really not a term I like particularly, um, but it it works really well to to sort of demonstrate a point um, that that it yeah the review has to go beyond a summary it has to add value it has to provide something new uh, something that maybe a lot of people haven't thought about or um, something that stimulates further research and I give I give um, a short list of of sort of the most common things that could emerge from a synthetic or integrative review um, that really adds value to the review. Right. So a synthetic review should be pretty short, basically. And I have to say your guide is pretty short. Yes, yes. Well, one of the, I mean, one of the things that, that I guess is, is quite challenging, but it's also, um, for me, I don't, I often don't have time to read through lengthy guidelines or entire books on subjects. And and so writing a short guide that is kind of it is just the key concepts and um, the sort of the central points, almost like a checklist for writing a paper or writing a review. I think that's really important because it, it it's a it's a starting point for busy people, um, and and for people who may not have thought that much about about these aspects of, of writing a paper, um, and it it gets them gets them thinking about it in a slightly different way and then and then there are you know there's a there's a lot more literature out there there are books on on scientific writing um where you, you can follow up on um a nice short review paper but it, it again it's kind of getting the essence um into uh, a nice concise text that provides an overview shows the way forward so in a way the um the the article i've written about review papers is kind of mimics uh, a review paper itself it's bringing together the key concepts um to 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 give the reader a new whole uh and and show them the way forward um i should also i i think you know in many ways this this article was a lot harder to write than the short guide to scientific writing so its predecessor um because it is it is so abstract um, the the principles of writing a review paper is are very very abstract. Um, they're also very flexible. The format's flexible, um, and it's really hard to give examples because a lot of the ideas or a lot of the concepts that make a really good integrative review paper um, they permeate the entire text. So you can't really give examples that are single sentences. The only thing we can really do is point people towards good review papers yes yes so you you kind of learn by reading good examples almost um, yes yeah. yeah i think i mean i think all of us all of us we we read papers and we go oh that's really that's really good paper and we you know we're, we're interested in it we find it easy to read um we we grasp the central messages quickly and we take something away from it and it sticks in our mind and i i definitely have um, I actually have papers where I write VIP on them, which is um, which is very interesting paper. 
Um, uh, and those ones, it's not for me, it's not just about the content. It's about going back and looking at the writing style and the way the information has been presented so that I can learn from it as well. Um, you know, it's the best way to understand these abstract concepts of, you know, what, what is a good paper um, and, and good presentation, I think, is learning from example. Yeah. And you mentioned the way forward there, I think. And so a key part of a, of a really good synthetic review is, is, is as much telling us what we don't know as what we do know. Yes, absolutely. So, um, so I think, like I said, I think sort of the, the essence of a good review paper and certainly what we're looking for in a review paper is something that will stimulate future research. So that could be um, providing a new understanding of something, highlighting um, knowledge gaps, creating links between different research areas. Um, so one of one of the one of the things I think works really well for for several review papers that I've read is taking um, principles or studies from one area of research that has been very well studied and then applying them to a new area or a system that hasn't been quite so well studied um, so that you can you can sort of make predictions about what you might find with future research and identify areas that we should be focusing on and i think that yeah that works so, really well for for review papers um right. so yeah finding knowledge gaps finding finding areas where we we do need to do more work um and and showing how we can use the past literature to inform future studies yeah so a synthetic review is is only a very distant relative of a meta-analysis they're not they're not really similar at all, are they? I, well, I think a meta-analysis is is an extreme form of, of a synthetic review because it's because it's quantitative, and um, so I think most meta-analyses really do show the big patterns and ask new questions and highlight knowledge gaps and highlight areas where there isn't enough data. Um, but it's it's very data focused, whereas yeah. the synthetic review is obviously narrative. So it's looking for patterns without necessarily referring to data or, or specific results. So I think, I, I think they are related. Um, but I think a meta-analysis is a lot more, it's a lot stricter. It's a lot more rigorous. Um, and it, because it's quantitative and we have very specific, um, criteria for what, uh, should and shouldn't be included in the meta-analysis, how the data is analyzed, those kind of things. Whereas obviously if you're writing a narrative, uh, in, with a with a synthetic review, then you know it's it partly depends on your writing style and how you want to structure the information, the point you want to get across. Yeah. So, have you have you any are you any tips on on um, how you identify a field or a part of a field that actually needs a synthetic review? Oh, <laughs> I know that's um, I've sprung that on you, haven't I? That's a tough question. <laughs> it, it is a tough question. I think I think a lot of that comes from experience. So um, one of the things one of the things that I do um, when I'm when I'm writing papers, when I when I get to the discussion. So I I frequently don't have time to stay on top of the literature. 
Um, well, I, who does? I have, <laughs> yes. Well, I, I used to have this 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 great idea that I was going to read a paper a day, and I don't even I don't even manage a paper a week at the moment. So, what I do if I'm writing a discussion um, for a paper is I'll, I'll sit down with. 50 or 100 papers and I, I'll spend a weekend or a couple of days just speed reading through them and and that always gives me um, a really good idea of um, you know you, you can't get a lot of detail out of speed reading papers but you patterns start to emerge and you start to see common themes so for me that's that's one way uh, of identifying um, areas that 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 are particularly interesting that keep cropping up in the literature and I think you know I'm, I do this over a couple of days for a discussion but but a lot of people who have stayed on top of the literature um, and have been reading papers on the same subject area for a while because maybe they're writing papers in research papers in that area they're preparing grant proposals um, those kind of things um, you know that that helps you identify these patterns and these gaps uh, so I think having that having that overview in the first place, I don't I don't think anybody should really sit down um, with the intention of writing a synthetic review before they have an idea. I think the idea comes first. You identify something, um, you identify a pattern or a gap uh, or or a new concept, and you want to present that, and you start accumulating evidence um, from from the the literature. Um, yeah. I think you. Ah, okay. I, I see what you mean. So, so actually, actually thinking, what should I write a synthetic review about is the wrong question. If you if you're on top of the literature and you you know the patterns and you know the gaps, the idea for 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 a, for a synthetic review will 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 kind of will pop into your mind almost unbidden. Yes. Yes, I think so. So um, so I I I currently have an idea for a review paper. Um, that I got while writing a, a, a book chapter for a textbook. Um, and in reviewing the literature for, for that book chapter, I, I realised that there's a, there's a very big gap in that subject area that needs filling. But it's also, I know people who turn grant proposals into review papers afterwards because they've done the reading, they've got the idea, they've identified a gap. And while they're waiting to hear about the outcome of the grant proposal, um, they sit down and turn it into a review paper. Um, other people um, have already identified a gap. So one of one of the ways we we commission reviews at functional ecology is I go to conferences and I look at symposia and thematic sessions. Um, and because the organisers have often they have a very good grasp of the subject area um, and they've identified something that is novel, that is cutting edge, that is showing the way forward, and that's why it's been picked as a symposium or a thematic session. So that's also a really good source of ideas for, for review papers, I think. Right. So people are quite likely to be uh, picked on at uh, BES meetings or other meetings <laughs> by you. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it picked on, but um, approach. So me... Have you thought about writing paper? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Well, I just I just wanted to finish by saying that you you mentioned this um, this guide of yours to scientific writing, um, which I was planning to mention anyway, assuming you'd be far too modest to do so. But you beat me to it, <laughs> and uh, I ought to I ought to say that that guide to scientific writing is also I think absolutely excellent and and well worth a read, and you can find that on the Functional Ecology website. 
So uh, been great, been great talking to you this morning, Emma. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. Thank you.